I think what new moms need to hear the most is not to be told to enjoy it or that it will be over soon, the hard parts, but to be told that you are doing great and to get the support they need to go and be able to take care of themselves because that is what's going to benefit the baby the most. Welcome to the Bridge Beyond English podcast. This is an English podcast that will help you expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross-cultural communication skills so that you can connect more deeply with the world. I'm your host, David Nagai. So today I have a special guest, uh, my wife, Chami, who gave birth to our beautiful baby son five months ago. And we're going to talk about her experience of being a mother, becoming a mother, and also what it's like being a mother in Japan. So welcome, Chami. Thanks. First of all, I want to say thank you for giving birth to our son. You're welcome. It was a lot of work, but you were there to help me, so... It was, was a good. lot of work. Otsukare sama deshita. So, what has your experience been like since our son was one day old until now, five months later? You have seen him grow at different stages. There have been different struggles at different times. Mm. Describe the process. Mm. I think to sum it up before I describe is that it's been a roller coaster and always feels like you can go from the happiest moment of your life to the most difficult moment of your life within five minutes. That's what it feels like. Can you describe one of those happy moments? Mm. So for me, um, I am thankful to be able to breastfeed. Not every woman can do that or choose to do that, and that's okay. But for me, that's a choice that I have. And when I have this experience of giving nourishment to my baby and how he feels so content and peaceful at, um, while nursing, that gives me a lot of joy and a deep sense of happiness. Or maybe it's seeing him open his eyes first thing in the morning and it's sparkling and full of expectation for what this day is about to be. It's full of wonder and awe and that gives me so much joy and happiness. And what about one of those agonizing, very difficult moments? Yeah. So I knew that hormonally women go through a lot after birth. Um, so because of it, I, I felt all emotions very strongly and I would cry with happiness, but also with, um, yeah, sadness or frustration or just being tired. And I remember especially the first six weeks where I would be crying or bawling my eyes out at least once, maybe twice a week. And it was mainly because... The cycle of nurse and nursing and putting him to sleep and helping him poop. Um, that cycle was relentless. It just happened over and over and over again. 
and it felt like as soon as I got used to a pattern, it would change. So he would be drinking in a different way, he would have other needs, he would be sleeping in a different way. And so I felt like I was constantly being challenged、um, to change things, and there was no predictability. Babies are so unstable as they grow and develop, it's really hard to predict. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And of course, sleep. Was a problem and still is a struggle.、Yes. Can you describe the <laughs> sleeplessness and the fatigue, the tiredness, and how that affects your emotions or body relationships?、Mm. Yeah, so I knew sleep would be my biggest struggle because I used to sleep like eight or nine hours every night solid. We would go to bed pretty early and You know, sleep till seven.、Um, so I was prepared, but you can't really fully prepare yourself with your body for this sleeplessness. What I am amazed though is that I am functioning with such little sleep. But first, when you are、um, a nursing mother, then you're getting up every you know, hour, hour and a half and giving milk. Because the baby can't drink a lot at once. His stomach is still very small, so he needs to feed constantly.、Um, so I remember, I think it was the third night after giving birth, was when his feeding switch turned on. Like he learned to, to feed. Because not,、uh, babies, when they're born, they don't quite know how to suck yet. And so I remember when the switch turned on because I literally felt like I was feeding. Throughout the entire night without getting any sleep. And that was, it was never that, it's never been that bad, but、um, sleep has been a struggle throughout the last five months for sure. I'm sure all the mothers listening to this episode can completely identify, and a lot of the Uh, women who have not been mothers, they've heard from their friends and can、uh, empathize and imagine so closely. But a lot of men, <laughs> it's difficult for us to mm. understand. Mm. I think one frustrating thing, maybe for, for mothers、um, that I've heard, is you know, if the husband does not、uh, want the child to be crying because he has to go to work. And so then the mother feels even more pressure to be able to deal with a crying baby and to have to feed through the night.、Um, and that's maybe the reason that a lot of、um, men and women sleep separately after the baby is born. And we've done that for the last five months. And I recently moved back, to, moved back into our bedroom. And Welcome back. Welcome、you. back. It's nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you back. Yeah, so women feel a lot of different emotions and stresses. Can you talk about postpartum depression、mm-hmm. that some or many women do face, but it's sometimes not talked about? And first of all, postpartum,、mm-hmm. the term.、Mm-hmm. It just simply means after giving birth. So that's the term that is used, postpartum. And even if you're not diagnosed with postpartum depression, 
I would assume most women feel some kind of postpartum um, hormonal shift that feels quite difficult mentally. So for some people, it's more anxiety or feeling easily frustrated. Um, and that's all mixed in with lack of sleep and dealing with something you've never done in your life if, if the baby is your first child. So it's hard to know which part is hormonal and which part is lack of sleep and whatnot. Um, but yeah, a lot of women experience postpartum depression and it's hard because everyone is so happy for you and you know you're supposed to be happy because you wanted this baby. But for some women, they may feel like um, they can't love the baby or they want the baby to go away. Um, I've had moments when I've wanted to punch my baby, um, not because I hate him, but because I am so tired and frustrated and I just need to let the frustration out somehow, um, the anger somehow. And there's this expectation that a mother is supposed to fulfill the baby's needs 100% and be loving and kind and just love being a mother. And it's hard when that's not how it is. Or not how you feel in that moment when yeah. you want to shake your baby or you want to scream or cry or even punch your baby yeah of course you you didn't punch him. i didn't uh, <laughs> thankfully and but but there's still that that instinct instinctual feeling of how do i let out this frustration mm -hmm. because it's this constant crying and inability to make him sleep or mm -hmm. help him sleep right mm -hmm. how how did you or how do many mothers feel after they feel like punching their baby? I feel bad. I feel, you know, I love this baby. How can I feel this? Um, and, and I think that's when I realized that uh, the phrase both and has been very helpful. Both and. Yes, both and. So life is not black or white. It's never 100% great and 100% bad. You, you don't need to 100% love or 100% hate but you can have both. So I can love my baby and acknowledge that it's very difficult. I can acknowledge that I am a loving mother and also recognize my own needs that are not being met, which makes me very irritable or frustrated. So you love your baby, but you, you, you hate the lack of sleep and you, 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 feel frustrated with that experience yeah or that you know i i love being a mother but at times i i wouldn't use the word hate but i miss the things that i used to be able to do when i didn't have a baby and it's okay to feel both things at the same time that i'm not a bad person for acknowledging both right right can you talk a little bit about the japanese context in specific Mm-hmm. So one thing I do like about the postpartum culture in Japan is the idea of tokoage um, hyakunichi, which means to put your bed away, put your futon away after 100 days. So traditionally, women were encouraged to not do any housework for 100 days and focus on healing their body and bonding with the baby. Um, and I think it's a really healthy thing for the baby and the mother 
Um, and that's why a lot of women in Japan still go back to their parents' house so that she feels free to just be able to rest and be taken care of. I think it's unusual to get 100 days to do that anymore, but I really try to focus on resting for the first three months、um, postpartum. So that's something that I think is, is very helpful about.、Um, The postpartum days in Japan or the culture. But the reality now is that a lot of women are not living with their in laws or their parents, that they,、um, that she might have been a working,、uh, she might have had a job that she is on mat leave from, but her husband has a full time job and they live in the city with not a lot of help available. Sometimes they return to. Their parents' house far, far away. Yeah, sometimes that happens.、Um, but then when they return, then there is this、um, life that she needs to carry on、um, with a busy husband who might be leaving the house at 7 a.m. and returning at 10 p.m. And she's stuck with her baby in the house and she's expected to do all the housework on top of caring for the baby, which is 100% full time job, even without the housework. So, I think that's quite difficult.、Um, and sometimes, after three months or six months, go back to work. Yes. And, and so, I started、um, teaching yoga classes、um, after three months. And I'm finally getting used to it. But at first, it was very stressful and thinking about when do I need to nurse、um, Kaden or to pump my milk. And to be able to plan for my classes and somehow be present for my students with a very fuzzy, tired brain. Right. And that being said, you didn't have a super full, full time schedule. And my schedule allowed me to also help out at home as I had during maternity leave. So we're kind of a unique case. Yeah, for、But、sure. But even, even in our unique case where we can share the workload, of course, you're the one doing most of the feeding.、Mm -hmm. um, even in that case, it was still very difficult, right?、Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you speak about other expectations in Japan that women feel? Um, yeah, like I said before,、uh, this expectation that a mother needs to be like, all loving and providing everything for the baby. And、um, whatever the baby wants, whatever the child wants, that need of the child supersedes the need of the mother. So, for example, in In the US or in North American culture, if the parents want to go out or the mother needs to go out, it's pretty common to get a babysitter and that's okay. But in Japan,、um, first of all, babysitters are hard to find because we don't have that culture and、uh, the mother might feel guilty for taking time out for herself. And what makes it hard is that. Um, this image of、uh, a happy, loving mother. And I've flipped through these baby magazines, and there's all these, you know, happy moms and happy babies. And it, it doesn't really talk about the struggles. And I remember once、um, 
midwife sharing that she looked at uh, a magazine in the UK where there was a picture of a mother um, floating in in a, in darkness in the middle of a lake with her baby crying, and that this was to th- this was trying to express what it might sometimes feel like being a new mom maybe with some postpartum depression or anxiety and this midwife who's Japanese uh, said she felt like it was such a contrast to the images in Japan of of motherhood and so maybe those images are not really helpful and that there needs to be more um, openness to talk about how hard it is Um, and also you know neighbors and people who see my baby they constantly say like oh how cute he is kawaii which is wonderful but not a lot of people say oh it must be hard for you and so this assumption that it's all happiness and glory days and the nitty-gritty hard part i do vent it about it with my mom friends <laughs> but it's i think hard to to express that to people who don't understand so what's some advice or something you want to tell the men who are listening to this, whether they have children or don't have children? Um, so for, yeah, uh, I, I guess for anyone, but yeah, if, if you're talking specifically for men, just know that um, taking care of babies is a f- full-time work. And just because we're a woman doesn't mean that it comes naturally um, or that it's easy and so if even if you feel uncertain or have never done it if you get a chance jump in and try and experience it and the best thing you can offer might be empathy and just perseverance of taking a screaming baby from you know your wife or your sister or or your friend and and encouraging her to go and have some time for herself and I think that's been a lifesaver when you've said I'm going to be with Kate and you go and be on your own and to be encouraged and pushed to do that is sometimes what we need because it's easy to be sucked into this vortex of baby needs where I feel like I have to be here 100% all the time and what is some advice or wisdom or parting words you have for the mothers mm. who are listening mm-hmm. and of course we can all listen in mm-hmm. and gain that wisdom as we listen mm-hmm. so whether you're a new mom like me um, or you're expecting or or you're more of an experienced mom like me I think what all moms need to be told is not um, that it'll get easier or you'll look back and know that it's the best days of your life or um, to enjoy parenting. But when you're having a hard time, I think what moms need to hear is you are doing an amazing job. You're doing your best. You're the best mom for your baby. And yeah, just to be, um, to be able to find the support Um, even if it's for half an hour to go and have some time to care for yourself and a friend recently um, who is passionate about postpartum care reminded me 
the nourishment of the baby comes from the mother being nourished. So when you nourish yourself, the baby will be nourished through that. So I know it feels impossible at times, but you know, even if you have to pay someone to do it,、um, I hope you can find the time for yourself to love yourself and to care for yourself, and to know that you are doing a great job, just as you are in this moment. So, what is a one-line mantra or a couple lines, just a, a little mantra, a few affirmations that our listeners could take away to share with their wife or with their friend or or a mother could tell themselves?、Mm-hmm. Um, I think is. the the f- the first thing that comes to mind is、um, you are doing great, whether that's telling that to yourself or to your partner, and especially for for me, a mantra I've been using every morning is to tell myself, "Chami, good morning, and I love you. Good morning, and I love you." And to treat my inner self like it was another baby. And to know that that baby needs to be taken care of, that I need to take care of myself,、um, and to tell myself that I love her just as she is. So, telling yourself or your partner, "You're doing great. You're doing great. 頑張ってるね is sometimes all we need to hear. So, to all those mothers out there, you're doing great. You're doing great. Chami, as we wrap up here, is there any last word of encouragement? Any last things you want our audience to hear about becoming a mother?、Hmm. I know I've shared about how hard it's been, but it's also been the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. And oh, I'm gonna cry <laughs>、um, to see your baby grow. And now Caden is rolling over and smiling and laughing and growing his first tooth. And to be able to tell him every day that he is loved just as he is, and that I will love him no matter what. It's、um, it's an honor to be able to、um, birth and to parent a child. And Um, and if anything, I feel like I am、um, I am giving a gift to this world by growing our son. So even though it's the hardest thing I've ever done, it's the most rewarding thing I am have ever done so far. And if you can,、um, I highly recommend it. But just be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chami, thank you. As always, for sharing your wisdom, and yes, it's true, you are an amazing mother. It's just true, and I must say it. You're a pretty good dad too, really. Gambarimasu. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing great. Thank you. Thanks for joining today. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
if you want to help us spread this podcast to more people, you can write a review or leave a rating. And finally, if you are interested in using English to expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross-cultural communication skills, you can join a free trial class right here in Yokohama, Motomachi, or online. If that is something that interests you, you can click the link in the show notes or just visit us at bridgebeyondenglish.com. I'm your host, David Nagai. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.